Ready Player Start. One. Oh, wait, wait, no. no. Game over? Up, up, down, up, down. Right, left, right, stuck, start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the title of the movie, right? Right. That's good. The longest title. I wonder what the subtitle is. <laughs> well, imagine the translation in other countries. That's oh, the problem. Oh, yeah. I think they all know it as up, down, up. All right, anyway, we're, <laughs> we're on our way to see Ready Player One. Woo! One of the rare non-superhero... I know, right? ...non-Disney movies. I mean... But when it comes down to it, there's probably Disney and superhero characters in this film. I'm guessing they're superhero. I don't know if there'll be Disney. That's true. I mean, Spielberg did say that he couldn't even get uh, Star Wars, no matter what he did and tried. Yeah. He couldn't get Star Wars to be in this film. Which is insane, because it's like, it was his best friend's property. Well, he can't even get in. But... Not his property anymore. Right, right. So... Um, okay, so Ready Player One is a novel we both read. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you haven't read the novel, you should. Oh, it's so good. Um, I have a feeling, based on previews alone, that the novel and the movie are going to be uh, very different. Yep. And you know what? I was kind of, I'm kind of expecting that. Yeah. Because I read that book and I went, this is a brilliant book. I love the story in this. I love the way it's told, which I know a lot of people don't like how it's written. But I do. And I... I read that going, yeah, this is not going to be adapted real well. They're going to have to change certain stuff. And it's not for any other reason than, I mean, it's going from a book to a movie. You, yeah. You just, it's never going to be the same. It's I don't a different care. medium. Yeah. And, and to those, so this is a good segue into a talk about adaptations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think um, growing up, I read the Lord of the Rings books and I always picture those as movies and I remember seeing them, and, and I think that it's very close. I think it's a very good adaptation as far as being very similar to But again, it's different. Right. And as I've grown up and as I've grown older, I've grown to appreciate those adaptations more and understanding the fact that it can't be the same. Right. It cannot be 100% the same because it just doesn't make sense to do that. Um, whether it be like a movie like Ready Player One, which has a ton of 80s references, you can't possibly get the rights to all of those yeah. properties. Yep. Um, by getting Spielberg to be director of this movie... It helped. It helped out <laughs> a lot. But Spielberg even said he did not want to make the people say this is... Uh, and he's making a, an homage to himself. Right. He's, you know, he's honoring himself, um, which, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you don't want all those references because you still need to, at the end of the day, you still need to make a film that has a story that has something that people will enjoy and watch. Yeah. That you don't, yeah, you don't want that homage. You don't want it to be, oh, this was two and a half hours of just references. Right. You know, like that's, that's, I don't want that. Yeah. The book is heavy on references on 80s pop culture on all that sort of stuff, but there still is a story at the heart of it that needs to be told and you need to figure out that balance between the references and that story to make a good film. And I'm well, hoping that's what they do with it. Yeah. And, and bottom line too, you can't do everything in this one because a movie like this, you know what the studio's looking at. Oh, Ready Player Two. Yeah. Which, Which better be if, okay, my complaint with Now You See Me, <laughs> that movie, that the sequel should have been always called And Now You Don't. That is what the sequel should have been called. Yeah. So you had the two films of Now You See Me and Now You Don't. But Ready Player One, if it becomes successful enough, which I'm sure they're hoping it will be yeah. a big blockbuster, 
so that way they can make a sequel because that's Hollywood. It better be called Ready Player Two. <laughs> I know the author of the first one has plans for a, a, a sequel for the book. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So, you know, and and he. So what I what I enjoyed as well, and and I really like that studios are doing this more and more now, mm-hmm. is they are involving the original author in the screenplay treatment. Yes. You know, so you look at a lot of the the Neil Gaiman stories, um, the. Um, uh, uh, Harry Potter stories. Like say all the like all the Fantastic Beasts are all written by J.K. Rowling. Right. Around. So so that's that to me is a good direction to go in because then if there are changes, it's the original author's voice making those changes, yes. or or knowing, hey, um, no, this needs to be in here because this is a very important moment for this future thing. Right. Right. So um, so the fact that yeah he. He was involved in this, and he is talking about number two. Um, it also helps with like this situation is that Ernest Klein is a screenwriter. Yep. So it's like it's even better to have the original author involved because he knows how to write a screenplay, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's no again, no offense to J.K. Rowling, she was an author, she wasn't a screenplay writer. So I mean, it might have like it might take her a little bit more work to to adapt figure this, it out to figure yeah. it out. But Ernest Klein is a screenplay writer, so it's easier for him to go, oh, yeah, okay, this is just what we do to make a story. And when he's, yeah, when he's writing the novel, he's thinking, this is how I would do it as a screenplay. Yep. You know. Which I think is why a lot of people don't like the book. Yeah. Because it, it reads like a screenplay. Yep. The descriptions, <laughs> the descriptions all read like a description in a screenplay would to explain a situation or explain a scene. I loved it because it gave me a crystal clear image of what I was supposed to be looking at. And I think that's what threw people off. Yeah. And especially when you're, you know, cause I think both of us, um, you know, like you were born in the eighties. Yeah. I was very young in the early eighties. Um, so a lot of those early eighties references, like, I didn't catch all of them, especially right. the music, because um, I think the music is very specific. Movie-wise, I mean, we, we've seen War Games, we've seen Ghostbusters, we, yep. we've seen all those movies that were referenced. You know, uh, um, well, I know you haven't seen Back to the Future. I've never seen Back to the Future. Like, yeah, I know the title doesn't make sense, why but it's you a good movie. Back to the Future. That seems ridiculous. Right, right. It's a little bit of a misnomer, but yeah. it's good. I feel like somebody um, messed up a title there. Yeah. It's always weird that Back to the Future Part 2 is your favorite movie of all time. Ah, uh, you know, it's... I don't know. It's just Part 2. I don't care yeah. about Part 1. <laughs> part 1's stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's all fabrication. You can tell by the groaning that yes. Jeff is not happy with me right now because I'm making him look bad. I, uh, I just lost, like, Back to the Future cred, guys. Come on. <laughs> it makes me sad, okay? It makes me sad. So so we've seen the movies that are referenced heavily here. Um, the, the games, I don't... I mean, I, I think... Both of us knew about D and D, right? But we we were not involved, level, not right. to the level that these references, yeah. heavy references, are. So, being able to go in and know all these references, it's it, I mean, even reading the book, it's it's hard to know. But writing it the way he did, it opened it up yeah. to to that. So the the old games, the the whether they be tabletop games or video games that we may not have been familiar with. I mean, heck, there were games that the author loved that were very, very, you know, not well-known games right. that, that were referenced heavily that even like the heavily 
80 gamer people were like, what, what game is that? <laughs> Which is cool because I, I'm, I've always been a fan of like deep cuts and deep references yeah. and references to things that only a very select few of people are going to get. This, this is why I do not, do not at all like Big Bang Theory. Because wow, okay. Big Bang Theory is nothing, no deep cuts at all. Oh, it's all like surface level references. Well, it's all it's all like oh yeah, geeks like that. Right, I get it. Yeah, and that's the and that's the thing. I like one of my biggest thing, and this is a complete tangent, but it's on topic. Yeah. Uh, so I guess not a tangent. Yeah. Um, like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the original series. At least I, I can't speak too much for the new one. But the original series, they would always do. Like surface level references and jokes, but then would throw in a real niche joke yeah. that only like five people would get. Right. And they did that on purpose because they knew that the people who got it would really enjoy it because yep. you made that reference. Holy crap, that's awesome. Like, thank you for making that reference that yeah. I only got. And I like when movies and products and stuff like that do that on occasion because then it makes me feel good. <laughs> right. I mean, when you're part of the group, you know, or if you have to look it up and learn it, yeah. it's it, it it adds a little bit more to it as well. Which, let me tell you, I looked up, a, I mean, I looked up a bunch of stuff while reading Ready Player One because I was so intrigued. Yeah. I was like, wait, okay, wait. So which one was, you know, like, which one was this one? Which one was that album? And, you know, and like. Oh, yeah. And you look up YouTube to look up the old songs. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Oingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party. <laughs> I don't have to look up Oingo okay. Boingo. But I, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Well, Dead Man's Party is, is a deep Dead cut. Party. Love that it's song. a deep cut for Oingo Boingo. You know, it was in Back to School, the Rodney Dangerfield film, and that's it, the only reason was. why I know it. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's well, that was my film. introduction to it. Yeah. And then. My introduction to Danny Elfman, who yeah is the lead singer of Boingo Boingo. Sorry, just that's so the, <clears throat> anyways. Spoiler alert for the movie for for Back to School in yeah. 1987 <laughs> comedy with Rodney Dangerfield. So I, I'm I'm guessing that Boingo Boingo Dead Man's Party will be in the movie. That's I my prediction. Man, I hope because uh, that's a big song in this. I mean, it's it's one of the first songs kind of introduced. Yep. Um. So anyway, we're pulling up to the theater now. Um, we're seeing Ready Player One. Oh, that's right. I forgot what movie we were watching. Right. <laughs> um, just talking for the last 10 minutes. I yes. Forgot. So, uh, 1 to 10. Scale 1 to 10. I am going into this thing very, as we have previously stated in our last movies, I'm going into it very open-minded, uh, very excited, and I'm hoping that if it's half of what the book is, I will fully enjoy this thing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm honestly, I'm expecting an 8 Wow! A nice little eight. I think eight. That'll be, I think that'll be good. Um, yeah, I think an eight. Wow, that's that's high. Uh, yeah, I'm. I thinking this is going to be enjoyable. I am. I am gonna. You know, two yeah. two and a half hours of Spielberg. I thought you were going to give it a two. No. <laughs> two and a half hours of Spielberg is enough chance. To, and and Spielberg has said that to him, this movie felt like Star Wars. Right. Like making it felt like Star Wars, which he shouldn't. I mean, again, he's he's best friends with George, so I can call him that because not I'm, two I'm friends. Best friends I'm, couldn't get Star Wars. Well, George doesn't own Star Wars anymore. <sighs> Stupid George. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a okay. seven because I think um, there's a lot that I'm expecting out of this, right. and I do have the feeling that there will be some letdown as far as okay, okay the story meandered. I thought this would be a cool thing to see. Um, you know, I want to see the war games. I want to see that 
I want to see the 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 new video games that were created for the book mm-hmm. that were inspired by the book to be in here because I want to play those video games in real life. Yeah, I want a VR experience where I can play Back to the Future. Back to the Future, where I, I finally play watch it. those characters. I know, right? I, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll finally get what the hype is about. Yeah, you can be Jennifer. Ooh, is she the main character? Uh, oh, that's yes. the one that was passed out all during the second or third. <laughs> yeah. Totally, I can do that one. I got that role, guys. All right. <laughs> New MMO. <laughs> Everyone is a character in Back to the Future. Jeff will be playing Jennifer. I'm playing Jennifer. <laughs> Which one? Oh, Elizabeth Shue or the other one? Mm. <laughs> or the other one, because no one knows her name. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go in. So uh, reminder, after this point, spoiler alert galore. If you haven't seen Ready Player One, make sure you see it or read it. <laughs> Um, so spoilers after this. All right. Woo! A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Though his mind is not for him, don't put him down his air again. His reserve All right. Well, we just got out of the theater. So again, Mama Mia Two was fantastic, guys. You all we gotta make to... up. We gotta make up. No, no, no. Ready Player One. To make out? I mean, yes. Gotta make out. That's weird. <laughs> I know just you like Mama Mia Two. So, so Ready Player One. Uh, spoilers from this point on. So, if you don't <laughs> want to hear spoilers, uh, why are you listening? Yes. All the spoilers. Okay. So I'll give. I normally ask you for your initial thoughts. I'll give my initial thoughts okay. first this time. But it's it. It definitely felt like a very Spielberg-esque movie of the 80s. Okay. Goonies, um, E.T., it just had that feel to it of, um, you know, there, there's not a ton of like character depth built. There's not a ton of, um, you don't feel a lot for a lot of the characters because you, you just don't know them. It's two right. and a half hours. The book is is longer than that, um, but it, it's not to say it's a bad thing. It's it's one of those movies that it, it was it's a fun, enjoyable movie. But if you're looking for like a lot of depth, a lot of meaning, it's just not there. Right. It's um, I will say this: it is very different from the book. Yeah. Um, yes. It's not, and you know what? The thing is, like about halfway through, or actually after the first. After he got the first key, and I'm like, okay, it's there's already a lot of differences. I was unsure of how I felt about that. Yeah. And then I realized that I was okay with it because they kept it. It does diverge a lot from the book, it does. but not necessarily in a bad way. It feels like a companion story to the book. I like like you can now you can watch the movie version. And have one experience, and you can read the book and have a completely different experience, but it's still the same story. If that makes sense, um, so it—they're it, both enjoyable for what they are. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, although the book does give you more in depth, you learn yeah. a lot more about Wade, and you feel more for Wade. Yeah. Um, and 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 you can um, 
connect better with kind of what he's going through. Right. Um, I also, unfortunately, I, I feel sad by the fact that, uh, like, Og kind of just was a very small second. Yeah, I, I felt there was not enough Simon Pegg. Yeah, because the whole, I mean, I mean, I guess spoilers for the book as well, but, like, the whole, like, last act of the, or, like, the last, or like, the third act of the play, or, sorry, of the book, is, uh, I was getting my metaphors. Soon to be play. Uh, soon to be play. No, um, the third act was, um, all with them going to Og's house and, like, him helping them out doing the whole, like, final battle and he yep. just kind of shows up at the end. Yeah. I understand that they tried, you know, they obviously had to simplify the book so it could be a two-and-a-half-hour film and they were already doing a balancing act between the real world and the Oasis. So, you know, I get it. it that's a lot to try to just work into a film. And it is. You know, you have to cut stuff. You have to get rid of certain things. You do, though I, I don't... So some of the differences, so another change is that uh, Daito and Shoto, in the book, are uh, both from Japan. Right. And here, I mean, everyone's in Columbus. Yeah. Ohio. The Everything is in Columbus. Yeah. Because, I mean, even even Parsifal and Artemis weren't in the same city. Yeah. In the book. That's no, they were, they were, you know, the only one that was in Columbus was Parsifal and IOI. Right. In the book. Um. And he didn't even start out that way. So, I, you know, I thought some of those changes were interesting. It was, an, it, and obviously it was a decision um, for them to simplify, again, to simplify the story. Yeah, to make it, to make a bigger story small. And again, that, that to me is very uh, Spielberg. Like, right. you look at the Spielberg movies of the 80s, that's what he did. There weren't these worldwide um, things. Like, like they're... You know, I mean, he had some bigger ones later, right? But a lot of his stories that we remember as kids from him, and they, you know, it was, it was very, you know, a, a group of kids, you know, normally children centered around them and their adventures. I mean, I'm thinking ET in particular. Like right. this, this had a very ET feel to it, um, where the 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 bad guy is is is, you know, while the uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character is the bad guy, it's not just him; it's this whole entity. And it feels a little bit like the the uh, government in right. ET. Um, yeah, I you know I, I I think you know and I, just coming out of the movie, um, for the depth that it provides and um, the kind of the the more of the moral story of it all, mm-hmm. I like the book better. Yeah. Um, I mean, long story short, like the, um, in the book, Wade is, is, and, and this was similar, like Wade is driven by like, you know, he, he doesn't have any money. Um, he lives in a crappy situation with his aunt right? and, you know, he, he wants to escape that. He wants to get all this money. Um, and, and he sees the Oasis as an out. Um, and there is that hint in here, but there isn't the other side of that where Artemis's character, she wants to provide help to people. She wants to build people up. She wants to use the money if she were to win to provide water, provide help to people. Right. And you do, you get like, you get a, a, a like a sliver, a, a sliver of that, like a, like a comment from her. Yeah. But it's kind of just a off 
comment off to- like not off topic, but like offhand comment. And then they just never kind of bring it back up again. Yeah. And, and there's not the same, I mean, and again, you can't, it's two and a half move hours already. Yeah. You can't have, you know, and, and if they were to make this two movies or three movies, um, that would have been overkill. Yeah. I yep. think um, maybe two, but it still would have been, there's going to be a lot of fluff in there. Oh yeah. Um, and if the first one doesn't do well, you're kind of screwed. And you'll never get that ending. And so like, I, I, and that's, I guess that is my general thought about the entire film. Um, since you were kind of talking about your thoughts about yeah. it, my, my general thought is kind of what I already said, which is it's, it is a heavily simplified version of the book. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of the things that I liked about the book are not in the movie, unfortunately. And yeah. Yep. They, you know, I, I mean, oh, but to, to talk about something I loved about this, I loved the entire shining sequence. Yes. That was a brilliant scene. I loved yep. every step of that. that. That taking that instead of, so in the, in the book, it's war games that they kind of have to recreate and, and go through. Right. In the in the movie, it was The Shining. So visually, to me, that's that's going to be a much more exciting film, right? Um, and it wasn't necessarily like them having to recreate The no. Shining. They were literally plopped into the Overlook Hotel, and they had to figure out the the, the puzzle, basically yeah. the game. And I, I I liked that. That's where it's one of those again where they they it's not what happened in the book. But it's another idea, another concept that I'm like, well, that works in this world. Yes. And I still enjoyed it. It didn't feel out of place. They weren't trying to make something else um, for the movie just because they couldn't, maybe they couldn't get the rights to war games. You know, that's why I'm assuming that's probably what it was. Well, and I'm, then they probably just changed and tweaked. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine why they couldn't get war games. I don't know, because didn't the finale, didn't the, wasn't the last game about Joust? Wasn't that, wasn't but Joust was in there. No, Joust, yeah. So there, there was a joust in there, but but um, there, there were references to joust. Yeah. So it, it's not the you know there there I mean in the and I think it would take it would take and, and I'm sure we're gonna see some um, uh, you know on, on YouTube all the uh, all the Easter eggs. Oh yeah, which I'm looking forward to because there was so many. They walk into yeah. H's uh, um, uh, factory and the like when they're just standing by the door. I giggled because. Leaning up against the wall was Pee Wee Herman's bike from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's what I giggled at. I went, "Oh, it's Pee Wee's bike," <laughs> and it's in the shadows. Like it's yeah. not. So th- those films are going to be like, like a thirty to sixty yeah. minute YouTube video. The YouTube videos for the breakdown all the, of all yeah. these tricks is going to be so long. Because there's so many of them yeah. in in this film, and it, you know, and again, it's it's it was entertaining. Um, I yeah. you know, I I would say read the book. Yes. And then see the movie. Yes. Um, or if he's, you know, or, you know, if, if you really want to do it, see the, see the movie first, then read the book and you're going to get more in depth that, you know, you'll have an idea of how it's going to play out, Right. but it is completely different. Like yep. the whole plot line of getting stuck in, in the IOI and, and all that. Um, you know, one thing, um, I, I wish that they did. So in, in the book, you know, Wade Watts, he figures out the first clue right. pretty much on his own. Where this one, it was kind of an accident. Right. You know, he kind of Harry Pottered it, if I were to use that phrase. Yep. Yep. Where it, it just kind of came on accidental luck that he figured out the first one. Um, I I do, I wish, I do, you know, out of all the things that, I w- that were taken out of the book, I wish that was 
one because I love the fact he couldn't go anywhere else. So he was stuck on this one planet where it was school. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that whole plot, that whole subplot was pulled out of it. Yeah, and I, I wish that that was still there. Yep. Um, you know, that was the one piece that I wish that they could have gone back to. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I think it 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 is a fun movie, and if you especially like the like the more fun kind of carefree, blood free movies of Spielberg, right? This is it. This this one did it. Like it it was fun that way. Um, it was still fun. It was it still had enough bomb. Got a single yeah. f bomb dropped. Nope. Uh, what? No, it did. Oh, did it? Yeah, it was one f bomb. Okay, so it still works for PG thirteen. Yep. Yep. Because when they it's when they throw out Chucky, the guy says it's effing it's effing Chucky, <coughs> which I thought was just funny. Yeah, I Chucky as a special weapon yes. was funny. I liked that. Um, I also like the fact that they've included um, many newer references than what the book had. Yeah, you know, so there were video game references to. Um, we had characters dressed up like Halo. Yep. You had characters. There was the Over um, Watch or Watch. Yeah. I mean, they had um, they had the newer, quote unquote, live action turtle movies. Yeah. The the turtles showed up, and it was those variations. Yep. Not like the '80s cartoon versions or something. Though I thought it'd be awesome if they both were fighting there. Yeah. Year. Like side by side, like yeah. two variations of it. So you know, so so one struggle I had reading the book and also here is. Okay, you can be any character you want, right? Right. You want to be unique, right? But what are the chances that you're actually going to be that unique? And be the only one? Yeah, <laughs> especially for um, big franchise type, like Freddy Krueger or... Right. The fact that there was only one Freddy Krueger, there was only one Jason, there was only one yeah. Chucky, there was... Like, you know, you know, come on. There'd be... Well, they, I guess they did, though, however... There was a ton of um, uh, Halo characters. Well, not Halo characters. Right. But there was, like, tons of what looked like Master Chiefs. But, in all fairness, that was the Halo outfit. Right. So, Master so, Chief right. was one of them. Yep. So, really, it could have been... That could have been just other people in the yep. outfit. That was the one time I saw more than just one of the same people in the film. Yeah. And, and so... You know, I mean, and reading the book, too. It's like, you're not going to be that unique. Right. You know, because, I mean, yeah, that you, you can try to find those very obscure references. Right. Like, uh, what, 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 what is the suit he dresses up as? Buckaroo. Oh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. So very obscure. Yep. Um, you know, most people probably don't know that character at all. Right. But. That's a deep 80s cut. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the problem is going to be is, I mean, we see it today in today's world. You know, finding those T-shirts with those unique things. Someone mass produces them, and now everyone's wearing them, and everybody knows who that character is. Yep. Like Battle Toads yeah. were very obscure, but then they got some notoriety as being a very tough video game. So all of a sudden, Battle Toads now are 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 more well known. Yep, and they're in the movie. Yep, and they're in the movie. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it was fun. You know, yes, it would have been great if Disney had signed off their properties. Right. Um, there was still a TIE Fighter sound effect in the film. There were. At one time. So and there they were mentioned, some. they had mentioned the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Um, so there was still, a, there was two references to 
uh, Star Wars and yeah. stuff like that. I'm, but, you know, I'm surprised, like, with um, Warner Brothers being the studio, that there weren't more, like, Harry Potter yeah, there references. Wasn't, there wasn't more Harry Potter. There was a ton of Batman, and obviously Iron Giant is owned by Warner Brothers. Yep. That's why Iron Giant was in the end. And you could tell that they were definitely pulling from DC. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of DC. There was a Batman. There are tons of. I mean, you know what? There were tons of Harley Quinns. Yeah, ton of ton of Harley Quinns. Tons of you know. So, so to go back to that point I just made, Forget there it. were a ton of Harley <laughs> Quinns. Like and and not like you know it's like there's a Harley Quinn walking out with some guy. There's a Harley Quinn sitting with three girls. There's a Harley Quinn with Joker. All in the same bar. Yeah. So it can't be the same person. Right. And so, it's definitely because they are. They all do look slightly different. They all yeah. looked slightly different. At least. Yeah all different versions of it. But, you know, it's like, I, I, I think that would have been fun, especially, you know, Warner Brothers could have pulled, could have pulled in some very obscure superheroes right. from their library. And the truth is, is maybe they did, and they're just, we don't know, in yeah. those shots because there's so many characters. It more than likely put the more well-known ones up front and center yep. for people to see because people would recognize, like, oh, people know Batman, oh, people know those characters. But then they filled in the backgrounds with maybe for those keen eye observers. This is definitely a film that you would have to watch in slow motion whenever there's a crowd. Oh yeah, there's because... gonna be somebody. Yeah, there's gonna be someone taking uh, months yeah. pausing and getting all the references because there. I, I could I could tell in these giant panning, spinning, whipping shots that happen constantly in the film. Which, by the way, was one thing I did not care for. Camera yeah. moved. The camera moved way too much in this film, and it almost made me like nauseous at one or two times. It, I digress. The point being that you know, guaranteeingly, that there's going to be people that are going to just be picking out yep. every single reference. Yep. Yeah, you know what? And I would imagine that maybe Spielberg or or you know the cinematographer or whoever is going to say, "Okay, here's how many that were put in. See if you can find them all." Right. And you know, some contest. I know that James Gunn still says that there's one. Easter egg in the original Guardians that no one has gotten yet. Which is insane. Which is insane because people have studied it and someone found another one that James Gunn forgot about <laughs> just recently and he said, oh my gosh, yes, that's right, I did put that in there but that's not the one I was talking about. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to say, you know, the, there's going to be that and yeah, overall I think it met expectations. I don't mm. think um, I, I think the Marvel movies, especially like if we're comparing movie genres and I think that those movies have more depth because they're building character depth. That's right. something that they feel they have to do. Right. And that's something we've complained about the DC movies not doing enough of. Right. Um, this one. Yeah. I wish there was a little bit more at two and a half hours. It's hard to do that. And you're, you're putting everything into those, the, especially that final act. Right. 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 Um, so it'd be very, very, very hard to add more to show, um, Wade Watts's character growing and learning about, you know, and, and being in high school and doing everything he had to do to learn about, about, um, you know, about the Easter egg, right. you know, it'd be just way too much time. It, yep. it, Ready player one. If you really wanted to convey all that information, ready player one could have potentially worked as a miniseries. Yeah. Like. A Netflix, just for example, yep. but like a Netflix original six like part series, six seven part series. That's yep. it. Boom. That's hour long episodes. That's all you need. And then you could have, because then you could have slowly built 
all that information into the film. The yep. characters could have been from different locations because you could have dedicated an episode where they were all just getting together, you know, yeah. for like a half hour. Um, you could do all that. Yeah. But you just, you can't. You can't with a two and a half hour film. And, and there's always going to be that. It doesn't, it's, it's like we were talking about before with any adaptation. Yep. There's always going to be that issue of can you have everybody in there? Yep. Can you have every scene in there? And, um, Are you going to make the super super fans happy? Yep. And then like, obviously it also comes down to just uh, who they could get, like the licensing. Yep. As you know, you know that that's why there's a lot of those references just didn't happen was because they couldn't get the licensing agreement from whoever owns it. And they're like, all right, well, we have to cut that out now. And that's yep. just how it's going to have to be. We're going to figure out something else to put there, which is why it's um, it was Iron Giant again and not... No, nah, I can't remember what the actual. What the original well, I, I think was. the original one was so obscure that they thought Iron Giant might be a better way. I mean, well, I, and that and they that, couldn't get the license. Yeah, for the original. It, it's from original. It's from a Japanese show. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. They wanted more for it or whatever. It's very obscure, but um, having Gundam in there. Yeah, which that was cool. That was cool. Uh, I like that. And I liked it. it. Was Mecha Godzilla, and I liked that. Yeah, they, they had Mecha Godzilla. That was in the book. Yep. Like so I the, liked a lot of yeah. that. I loved. I like. It sounds like I'm being more negative about the film, but I did enjoy the movie. It was yeah. fun. It was uh, fun. We need to see more Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. <laughs> um, Olivia Cook was great. Yes, she it. was. Um, yeah. I mean, the the performances were good. Um, they were good for what they had to work with. Yes. Yep. Which was, uh, you know, I mean, half the movie was CG. Yeah. If not more. That's the thing, too. <laughs> so it's a lot more voice acting or, or CG acting, doing the Andy Circus type thing. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was good. It, it, it was a fun movie. It's a, one of those that you just turn your brain off and just kind of enjoy it. Yep. And if you liked 80 movie, 80s movies, if you liked uh, Steven Spielberg movies of the 80s especially, um, yeah, I mean, this is no Saving Private Ryan. No, definitely not. It's it's a lot more fun, just not, energetic, and no Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, it's not a deep movie. You're not gonna come out of the film crying. It's more like <laughs> I guys I, I, it, it, it reminded me a lot of Goonies. Yeah, you know where you just have this this band of of kids together. Although I mean, they're not all kids. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're different ages, um, trying to overcome this giant, obstacle. the adult bad guy. Yeah, and and solving and solving puzzles. Yep, because that's what Goonies was. It was a big puzzle game. Right. Right. Really. So um, that that would be the movie that I would that I would closely associate with, but it was it was fun, yeah, I think, and bloodless. Yep, definitely. Um, I would my 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 ranking of it, my number is a little lower than what I went okay. in with. I said eight going in. Yeah, I'd put it at like a healthy like six point seven five. Six point seven five. Yeah. Just not not quite seven. Not quite not seven. Not quite seven. But again, it wasn't because I hated it. It was just like eh, that was fun, and that's all. Like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, and well, the thing with it this, makes you want to read the book. I, I yeah. kind of want to go and read the book now again, <laughs> like or listen to it because Will. That's Wheaton, true. Will Wheaton uh, narrates it. Doesn't Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton with the H? Yeah. So, um, ultimate, and apparently he had a, or he was supposed to have a cameo in this, but he couldn't make it work. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I would have made that work somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like I'm doing it. I'll stay up tonight. I don't I'll, care. I'll be in a Spielberg movie. Yeah. What else am I doing? <laughs> Waiting for the next episode of Big Bang Theory? That's all I got, guys. That's all I'm doing. The next right Trek now. convention? Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Wesley. <laughs> yeah, I would I would give it a, a six or seven. And, and the thing is with this type of movie, you're gonna want to rewatch it. Yeah. Because you're gonna want to catch the other references now that are there. Yep. And then you, know, you really want to just rewatch the shine, the shining moment. Now if they could make games like that, recreating movies, so 
Um, all right. So I think that wraps up. I think the next one that we're going to do is Avengers. A little known movie. Uh, Infinity War. Yep. So that to me says that it's a never ending war. Which means it's a never ending movie. I guess so. No, it's, <laughs> that was a never ending story. Oh, I never ending story. Which confused. I still don't understand how they have a never ending story too. It's never ending. Right. There's three of them. Yeah, but how does it never end? It's just chapter two. Ah, logic, you can't break. What's after chapter three? The end. <laughs> okay, and we're good. All right, well, on that note, uh, I think we both recommend seeing the film. Oh, yeah. See it, read the book, enjoy it, listen to the book as well. Yep. All three are great options. And uh, as Rewatchman PC says, keep doing what you're doing. And Chris, if you screw up this time, I'm going to do... He says all of that? Yeah.